to the Beyond 24 Days podcast with your host, Brooke and Ken. Beyond 24 Days is focused on healthier living by promoting whole and natural foods while supporting your local, responsible producers. You can follow us on social media at Beyond 24 Days, where we share our food ideas and recipes. And now your hosts, Brooke and Ken. Welcome to episode number eight of the Beyond 24 Days podcast. If you're just joining us by the time this episode airs, it is 2017, so Happy New Year, and thanks for listening. Happy New Year, everybody. So I guess we have a bit of catching up to do. The last episode was two, three weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Uh, We'd planned on just skipping one week, but after the holiday rush came, we ended up skipping two weeks of recording. So we apologize for the delay, but we are back. So on today's show, we wanted to talk about a few things... Staying on track with kids being one of them, but I guess before we jump into that subject, we can talk about our highlights from the last two weeks. I think we mentioned on the last podcast that we were entering into a Ugly Sweater 5K race, which we made the trek through the snow and ice into the city of brotherly love, and I don't know if you want to say we ran a race, but we participated in a 5K. It was rain and snow. There was about... An inch or two of snow on the ground there. We drove through two or three inches of snow. It was it was a really scary drive. But we made it. By the time we got to Philadelphia, the snow had turned into rain. And we had the great privilege of running in puddles of cold slush. Yeah, after a while, the slush didn't matter too much. It actually started to warm up once we started running. But I guess the whole point of everything was to teach our daughter that when you train for something, that you follow through with it. And it was a pretty rewarding experience, and I think she really enjoyed it, despite the the weather. And that's one of the things I think I'd mentioned, too, was, you know, we do these, they're just fun races. We do them as a family activity. My mom's involved, Brooke's involved, and our daughter's involved. So it's a whole family activity, and we really enjoyed it. She was so proud of her hat that she got from the medal, and she was so proud of the medal. She took it everywhere with her, to the Y, to school. She even uh, did a little show-and-tell in class, and she was great. She did really well. Uh, She finished in 39 minutes, which is about almost 10 minutes off of her time she was doing in the gym. Yeah, we were training at about 42 minutes, 49 minutes when we first started, so... Really good improvement, and actually it was was pretty fun. And that's why I love running so much. It's just, it's a, I don't know, I find it to be a very rewarding experience. So, in other news, what is the other news? We signed up for another 5K. (laughs) This time the whole family's doing it, even our eight-year-old son. Yeah, so running is sort of, it's been my kind of a passion, and it's slowly bleeding into everyone else, slowly tricking everyone to joining into my obsession with running. We are doing the New Year's Day 5K in our capital, Harrisburg. Yeah, since we're old and we don't really go out for New Year's anymore, we decided that it would be a fun tradition to incorporate something new, start off the New Year with doing something healthy, and that's running in a 5K. We're really not that old. No, it's just we feel that old. (laughs) So staying on track with kids. A lot of people use children, their own kids, as an excuse why they don't eat certain meals. And at the very beginning, we kind of were plagued by this as well. Our daughter doesn't like tofu, so we avoided cooking any tofu meals. 
but we, she tried the tofu. We incorporated it into our diet, and she tried it. It wasn't until about the second or third time that we cooked it that I asked her to clean up after herself after dinner, and we had just emptied the garbage at the time, and she threw a paper napkin into the garbage with a huge thud, and it was then that I realized that she was just spitting it into her napkin. And that's really unusual for her because she likes anything. So we we started with the substitute meal on tofu nights. They get a different entree, but still eat the same side dishes as we do. Reminds me of that scene from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation where Beverly D'Angelo is pretending to eat the turkey, <laughs> but she's throwing it over her shoulder. That's her daughter. She's just shoving it in a napkin. <laughs> but... um. And I also think, too, that the way we prepared, we prepared tofu the first couple times was a bit of a flop. It turned out more like scrambled eggs than anything else. So knowing how to prepare tofu, or not just tofu, but knowing how to prepare it makes a world of difference as well. And where am I going with this? Staying on track. Oh, staying on track with, with kids. kids. Yeah. I don't even know. Well... One question that I am frequently asked when I post food, um, Ken usually does the posting on our social media. But if I just, you know, feel like posting what we're having for dinner on my own personal social media, I'll have uh, family or friends who will say to me, and your kids eat that? How do you get your kids to eat that? Well, I make it and I make them try it. I say at least take two bites of something before you decide whether or not you don't like it. We also have them help prepare the meal as well. They kind of, you know, being able to cut up some of the ingredients going into it. I know when our daughter sees tofu, she rolls her eyes because, you know, it's not really that fun to prepare. But trying to get them involved, trying to introduce them to more things. One of the things that when we first started this, I was trying my hardest to get Brooke to try Indian food. And she's come a long way. Uh, We are now regulars. Uh, We've been there a handful of times. But there's a local Indian restaurant that typical of, they do like a lunch buffet, which is typical of Indian restaurants. And it's good to go during the lunch buffet because a lot of the food is sort of neutral. There's not a lot of spice, but there's just enough that you kind of get a taste for it. And then if you go and for like a dinner and you order an entree, you can order from the menu so you can go to the buffet at lunch, sample different menu items, see what you like. And then when you go back for your entree for dinner, you can actually order that menu item and you can adjust the level of spice. So, Brooke, when we first started, uh, you were not very tolerant of any sort of spice. And now I find Brooke is ordering spicier foods. <laughs> not as spicy as I like to go, but it's more, it's more spice than I would have imagined you ordering from before. We decided to dine out last night, and we went for Thai, and my meal was actually spicier than Ken's. I'm thinking they they messed up our spice level on yeah. our food, but I can't believe that I actually braved through that entire plate yeah, it, of food. And it was pretty spicy. <laughs> In fact, I, I tried some of it. When Brooke went to the bathroom, and it was it was hotter than what I ordered, so I think they may have screwed up our our spice levels. But I was pretty impressed that you powered through the whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, and actually, we've been eating so much of we've been eating more adventurous. 
And we're starting to find that the local restaurants that we go to, we had a conversation earlier that when we go out to dinner now, we're just completely underwhelmed with, you know, the local, I guess, quote unquote, family style restaurants. You go and, you know, the burgers, they're sort of flat. They don't really have much of a taste. And sort of segueing into, uh, I guess, talking about New Year's resolutions later, but one of my biggest things is becoming more plant-based, not so much vegan, just more plant-based. And I'm finding that it's actually kind of frustrating when we go out that there isn't, you know, super healthy, not super healthy, but just more healthier options. If they do have a healthier option, it's usually, you know, the whites of iceberg lettuce that no one eats in a salad. But I'm starting to find that we're just not as satisfied. We'll go out and you spend, you know, anywhere between, well, a family of four, 60 to 80, $80. It's kind of expensive, but I mean, when you spend that After kind of tip, you can get close to. Yeah. And when you, when you eat that, when you pay that much for a meal, you sort of expect to have some sort of fullness and not so much just, you know, a full stomach, but just like a fulfillment. And I always feel empty. I always feel really hungry and I don't feel like I was actually satisfied or that the experience, you know, filled any sort of need. When we go and try foods out of our comfort zone, that's when I actually find it to be more satisfying. So when we do the Thai food or Indian food or the, um, what's that? Uh, Nepalese, Nepalese we've been food. for. Yeah. So anyway, I guess getting back to the kids thing without veering too much off there. Um, when you have kids, it's fun to experiment. We like to try new things. And don't necessarily use your kids as a crutch. Sometimes I even find Brooke saying, well, I'm not going to make this because, you know, what will the kids eat? And I tell her, oh, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're using our kids as a crutch. So we try to avoid that. And it can be hard at first because some kids are really stubborn, especially if, you, if you're if you used to catering to your kids' needs or your kids' mealtime. If you're constantly making them something special for every mealtime, I think it's a lot harder. We've always, I know that you and I were both raised, you you ate what was prepared for dinner. So there were nights that, yeah, I hated stew growing up, but we still had it and I still had to eat it. Liver and onions. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, you know, when it comes to dining with children and getting them to eat better, it sounds kind of archaic, but you kind of just force them, you present them with one option. Um, and especially for us, I know that tofu is like the only exception because we'll know, we know that our daughter just doesn't, something about it, she just won't eat it. <laughs> and we've tried to prepare it in a slew of different configurations, frying it, baking it, even putting like, uh, not even. Just boiling it yeah. in a curry sauce. So it can be difficult at first, but I think the more you experiment and the more that you show that you're adventurous and the more excited you are about it your kids may also sort of follow along hey mom and dad are excited i'm excited to try this too and also it's something for them to go back and tell their friends hey oh i had indian food this weekend or whatever it may be right and and a way to keep on track with your kids and to make sure that they keep on trying those new things push it a little bit like when we took the kids to the buffet as we walked along some of the food you know, a kid will just look at it. If it's not chicken nuggets, if it's not pizza, kids are going to look at it and they're going to wrinkle their noses. So I walked through the buffet with our, our son, 
who can at some times be an extremely picky eater. And I'd say, oh, here's dal. It's lentils. I make a lot of lentils at home and you like when I use lentils. So I walked through and explained the things to him and encouraged him, you know, oh, you liked that before. Let's try it here. Oh, here's a chickpea salad. You liked when I put the chickpeas in this at home. Let's try this. And he ate about, what, three plates of food. He tried so many different things just from the encouragement that I gave him. It was actually, I was actually more impressed with his eating at the buffet versus when we ordered dinner and we just got them tandoori chicken, which is like the go-to, especially for kids. Hey, it's chicken. You'll eat this. The first time it worked. The second time, he really wasn't that impressed. And then we went back for the lunch buffet. He actually dug in, which I was <clears throat> I was actually more impressed that he was more adventurous during the buffet and willing to try everything. So I guess moving on into the, the next part of how you can stay on track... Um, before I started to work, I was actually a stay at home mom with the kids for what about until our youngest was about five, so like four or five years, four or five, five years. years old. And I can just tell you one of the things I think that really made me struggle with my weight was snacks as a mom, women, you know that that word can drive you insane. Can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? When's it snack time? Can I have a snack? So I constantly found myself helping myself to snacks. Oh, you know, so-and-so wanted some goldfish. And I would put a cup full of goldfish in his bowl and then take a handful for myself. Maybe some pretzels, maybe a piece of fruit, maybe some cheese, you know, I found myself constantly snacking along with my kids. And the older they got and the heavier we got, <laughs> the more I realized the things that I thought we were giving them that were healthy snacks really weren't healthy snacks. It was at this point that I decided to make a change in their snack routine. I started encouraging better things like nuts and trail mixes without M&Ms in it, granola, and lots of fruit. My daughter will say, can I have a pack of crackers? And while we do still keep some of those kinds of snacks in the house, I'll try and say, well, how about a string cheese? How about a yogurt? How about a mandarin orange or a banana? I try and suggest something that's a little bit better for her than the pack of cheddar cheese and peanut butter crackers. And we also keep nuts by almonds, peanuts, walnuts, just a slew of of different variety, just to sort of get away from going to the same snack over and over again. Well, hey, time flies when you're having fun. I just looked and saw that we're at the 15-minute mark, so it's probably a good spot for a break. And to wrap everything up, when it comes to kids, don't use them as a crutch. Give them more credit. Kids tend to have a more varied taste than we do. And they're sort of, well, they're heavily influenced by our actions. So if we say, oh, you're not going to like this, then they're immediately not going to like something. So give them benefit of the doubt. Let them try something. Let them make their own decision. And don't use them as a crutch. When we come back. Ken's pick. Oh, Ken's pick. And also, what's cooking with Brooke? It's been two weeks that we're sort of late. And also, man, I'm really behind. 
On the last podcast, we said that we had some exciting news to share with everybody. And we've been sitting here recording with new recording equipment that was part of that announcement, but we're also now on Google Play. I kind of let the cat out of the bag on the last blog post. If you're following along, I announced that we were on Google Play, so I kind of ruined it. It's not really much of a surprise now. It was exciting news for us at the time, uh, but we have the new recording equipment, so hopefully we'll be able to deliver a more... I don't know. You'll hear our voices so much better now. My golden angelic voice will just <laughs> ring through your, your earbuds. So anyway, when we come back, all those wonderful things and more. Welcome back, and we're going to jump right into our next segment, which is going to be my favorite, Ken's Pick. I'm pretty sure you mean everyone's favorite, Ken's Pick. <laughs> Because everyone just cannot wait to hear what I've been reading. Well, recently I just finished up Forks Over Knives. We were introduced to this from the Netflix series. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it called Forks Over Knives? Yeah. Oh. Um, well, it takes you into the life of Rip Eshelstein. I'm probably going to mess that guy's name up. No, I said right. it right? Yeah. Oh, hey, two for two. Um, Rip is a, well, I think he's a retired firefighter now, but... The documentary is about Rip's experience with having a whole foods, plant-based diet, and he also is able to convince his whole crew to switch over to a plant-based diet. Anyway, it, it just goes over the health benefits of why adopting a whole foods, plant-based diet is better than eating the traditional American diet, sad, standard American diet. The health benefits of just plants alone are one of the reasons why I've been sort of focused on becoming more plant-based in the new year. Um, I, there's a lot of information in this book that I know I'm probably skipping. But the book itself is pretty big, and it's a little intimidating at first, but the only really the only first quarter of it is the book itself. The remaining portion of the book is a ton of recipes. And Brooke and I have actually tried some of the recipes and were thoroughly impressed. We did the lasagna, and we posted that a long time ago. But that lasagna has, it's all plant-based, no oils. And I got to tell you, that was that was amazing. I will interject and say it, it was a true labor of love. Mm. It's not something that can be whipped up in 20, 25 minutes. There was multi-levels of steps that were involved, but in the end, it was so worth it. Yeah, that's one of the things I think that I've, we even tried to stress. We had experimented with making videos earlier on, and we were going to make a video of us preparing this dish. And after a while, we just gave up on the video because there were so many elements to it. So if you have a lot of time, that's one that definitely requires a lot of prep work. A good Sunday meal. Yeah, but there is a, a ton of other meals, ideas in this book and recipes that are relatively smaller and easier to follow than tackling the big one as the lasagna. I think we did that because it was on the, the documentary mm -hmm. and we it looked really good. So we wanted to try it. But anyway, it's Forks Over Knives. Like I said, the beginning part of the book, it just talks about the health benefits of a whole food plant-based diet. I'm not really going to go into that here, but if you're interested check it out. We will post a link on the blog and also in the description of the podcast, I'll put a link to the book as well. And I'd also just like to point out that we don't go out 
I mean, Ken has like an Audible's account and we do buy hardbound or paperback editions of books, but the book that he's actually talking about right now, we actually checked out in our local library. If you have a library card, Hmm. I encourage you to go because they have a plethora of of books about plant-based dieting and even just tons of recipes for vegans or, you know, a, a paleo diet, whatever you're trying to experiment with. Yeah, and I think I mentioned on the previous podcast, too, there's an app called Hoopla. You can connect your library account to Hoopla, and you can have access to all kinds of books, music, videos. So check with your local library, see if they participate in that, and you're able to join in with that and explore all that. Uh, As Brooke had mentioned, I do have an Audible account, and I know that if you do sign up for Audible, uh, I think you get two or one free title the first 30 days, and after that you have to pay. I don't really use Audible too much. I like it, um, but I found that I like to rent books. I don't, I'm not really interested in keeping a huge library of audiobooks. I like to listen to them and then move on. So I, I prefer Hoopla over Audible, but I do have an Audible account, and it's chock full of books that are also on the recommended read section of the blog. Well, it's been a whole two weeks since we've had a podcast, Brooke, so we have had a ton of food that we've eaten both inside our house and also going out to dinner a lot. I guess that's another thing too, being on vacation between Christmas and New Year. I noticed that's one thing we do a lot of when we're home together. We cook and we go out to eat a lot. We've tried to keep it relatively Hmm. clean. Yeah. Mostly a lot of Indian food. (laughs) Yeah, our son's so tired of Indian food by now. But anyway, the last two weeks... Share with us some of our favorite meals. Sure. Well, in the last two weeks, to be perfectly honest with you, if you follow along with our Instagram feed, you'll see there really hasn't been very many posts. And not just because we've been eating out a lot, but with the holidays, we've been traveling. One you know, one way to my family, get in the car again, go another way to his family, stay with his family for a few days. So... There was meals that we ate that were prepared by other people, so you didn't get to see too much from me, but we did get seven meals made out of 14 days, (laughs) Uh, and they were seven really good meals. Mm -hmm. So the first one, which I know I promised you on the very last podcast that I hadn't got it made from a previous podcast, and I was bound and determined to get it made, and I did, and I'm so glad I made it because it was absolutely delicious. I made a veggie bolognese, and we put that over whole grain linguine. Oh, yeah. that Oh, that was awesome. And I think I served it with side salad. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look it up right now. That's okay. It was so good. It had mushrooms and cauliflower, um, sun-dried tomatoes, onions, and carrots, and you just... Uh, Flash steamed everything in a pan until it was, you know, it reduced in size and you mixed all these other ingredients in with it. Oh, and I even put crushed walnuts in to give it a thickness. Mm. It had the texture of ground beef. It was amazing. Our kids didn't even realize they weren't eating meat sauce and it was a, it was just delicious. Yeah, the post was from, I guess, December 12th. And if you look, it looks just like meat sauce over top of pasta. And in fact, I don't, I don't know if we told the kids. And at first, I actually thought it was lentils. Mm. But it had that sort of like kind of a texture to it. But it was, 
It was amazing. That and this really meal good. actually made me laugh a little bit because before Ken and I had started on this journey, like a long time ago, I would make this vegetable spaghetti sauce and I would put carrots in it. And Ken used to say, who puts carrots in vegetables or in a, in a spaghetti it. sauce? You're ruining, You're ruining it. it. And he forbid me to put carrots in my spaghetti sauce ever again. And now... Was there carrots in that sauce? There was carrots in that sauce. Oh, you got me. <laughs> you got me. Well, I'll take it. It was delicious. Uh, moving on to the next delicious meal. One of my fast-growing favorite grains... I love farro. Mm. It's a very uncommon grain. We actually... I don't think I've ever found it like in a regular grocery store. We, we get it from a specialty stand at our market... Yeah, we're really fortunate to not only have an herb shop, we have a grain shop. Yes. So we can get all of our herbs and spices that are just wildly crazy and also really exotic grains. So I made a farro lentil and smoked turkey kielbasa soup. Uh, it had carrots, onions, and all sorts of other goodies in it. Looks it- like spinach. I think there oh kale there kale. was kale in it. It was it was delicious. It was a little bit more on the saltier side than something we're used to eating nowadays and that was because of the smoked turkey kielbasa. Oh, that's a difference, yeah. And that's one thing I guess that another thing we can bring up. The last 2 weeks since we have been traveling so much, you know, we try not I try not to offend any sort of family members, so I usually just eat uh whatever is presented to us, whatever is cooked for us. You know, they've taken the time to prepare the meal. I will uh, I will obligate them and I will eat that. But I have noticed that the last two weeks I've been getting a lot of headaches. And I think it has to do with a lot of the sodium that we just have taken out of our diet that was put back in. So that was one thing that I noticed. I never get headaches anymore. And this was like the week of headaches for yeah. me. The next recipe was a cod piccata. And I serve that over top of, excuse my my word here, but a little bit of a zhuzhed up couscous. Mm-hmm. I boiled the couscous in a vegetable broth with garlic and parsley just to give it a little bit more flavor because if you just do it in water, it is it can be really bland and mm. really dry in your mouth. And then our vegetable side that we paired that up with was a boiled purple cabbage. The cod piccata was really, really good. Uh, we used some grapeseed oil in the pan, and I lightly fried that up in the grapeseed oil with an almond meal crust. And as your typical piccata, it did have just a small amount of capers on top of it and lemon sauce. Yeah, it's the subtle little things that were added to it, like the capers, that really sort of set it over the edge to make it really delicious. And I'm starting to find that I used to be, like, just a salmon guy. I like salmon. Uh, But this actually, this made the cod more, I don't know, it just had more of, like, a, I guess it was the lemon mixed with some of the capers and all the other stuff and and the ingredients in there. But it was was delicious. I really liked it. The next recipe I actually found on Pinterest. Didn't really read through it. It was just like, hmm, that sounds good. I'm going to make it. Then I uh, I was reading it. And I was like, this isn't a vegetable soup. It had like two vegetables in it. I said, how does this constitute as a vegetable soup? So I sort of 
took the idea from the recipe on Pinterest and I ran with it and I made my own recipe. I made my own loaded vegetable soup and I put a homemade vegan dill dumpling on top of it. So this soup had zucchini, mushrooms, carrots, some potatoes, celery. Oh, I don't even remember what else was in there. I think I put some broccoli. I put broccoli in there. And then the dumplings uh, just mixed up a whole bunch of dill and used oil in place of any butter or egg that would go into a normal dumpling. And that was also very good. Yeah, very filling. Our plant-based meals, and I say this all the time on Instagram, our plant-based meals get a lot of likes and get a lot of attention. And I'm starting to think that uh, 2016, 2017 is going to be a year of a lot more plant-based items. The next meal we had posted was a mustard, beef, and mushrooms, which Mm. was absolutely delicious. I used a grass-fed beef, which I know I've said this before, makes a huge difference in the taste and it just has a richness to it so good uh so that was about a whole pound of mushrooms that went in with the beef and huge slices of onion that were caramelized and it was almost like a a thick gravy gravy but not in an unhealthy way i know It was just a gravy that went over it. So I served that over a whole grain egg noodle. So it kind of reminded me almost like a stroganoff, but with no cream in it. Yeah, it was was really good. And roasted roasted rainbow carrots as a side with that. Yeah, the grass-fed beef has, it's got like a, I don't know, it's got like a nutty-ish sort of a flavor to it. It has a lot to do with what the cows are eating, what they're grazing on. But I find that it just, it has so much has so much more flavor than commercial beef. And it's also nice knowing that it's local, so we can get it anytime we really want to. Next meal was an absolutely delicious one. I made a homemade venison sloppy joe. I grew up in a hunting family. I'm not a girl who's afraid to eat some wild game. Squirrel? <laughs> I've, I've eaten squirrel before. <laughs> So this was just absolutely delicious. Again, a ground venison is just as lean and just as delicious as a grass-fed beef. Um, And I was actually appalled. I was looking for some ingredients to put in the sloppy joe. And it just will never cease to amaze you how high fructose corn syrup works its way into everything. Oh, it's everywhere. So I actually improvised and made my own like chili sauce to go into the Sloppy Joe mix. And we used our all-natural Sir Kensington's ketchup, which is absolutely amazing. If you can ever find it anywhere, replace the ketchup in your refrigerator with the Sir Kensington's ketchup. Yeah, it has, well, there's no high fructose corn syrup in it. It's pretty minimal ingredients. It's just tomatoes, and they put green pepper puree in it. It just gives it an amazing taste. I think French's, if you're looking for a a readily available ketchup that doesn't have high fructose corn syrup, I think it's French's. I know Heinz has it in one of their ingredients. It's like the first ingredient, but I think French's makes a 
ketchup without high fructose corn syrup. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. So we served the sloppy joe instead of a big, thick, doughy bun. We did use a whole grain or a, a seven grain or 14 grain deli flat. And we served that with roasted potato wedges that we just lightly brushed with olive oil and some pepper and all different kinds of spices and a roasted carrot again. And then the last meal that we just recently posted was a quick throw-together meal, but was absolutely amazing. Uh, I did a chickpea spinach tofu curry. We did that over brown rice, and I roasted some broccoli to go on the side with that. Another awesome meal. I I don't know what it is. It's the curry. For some reason, that smell reminds me of this time of the year, the holidays. I don't know why. I just love the smell of curry, turmeric, all the Indian spices, the, all those flavors just appeal to me. They're so good. I oh. love them. Speaking of Indian flavors, the meals that you can expect this week on the blog, coming up for our Meatless Monday meal, we are having a mushroom and caramelized onion naan pizza. Ooh. I know you love your naan. Yeah, I'm a sucker for naan. <laughs> Soup Tuesday is going to be a chickpea noodle soup. So again, we'll have two plant-based meals in a row. So we're taking the chicken out of the equation and replacing it with chickpeas, which will give you the illusion of little hunks of chicken. Yeah. Well, they have good protein content to them. Right. Wednesday, I'm going to be making a turkey meatball in lemon sauce. Ooh. It's got spinach and all sorts of good things in the sauce with it. Hmm. Wednesday, we'll be doing a West Coast chicken. It's a recipe I found. Sun-dried tomatoes, olives, and tomatoes and peppers. Friday is going to be a breakfast bowl night. I know you like your bowls. I love breakfast. And you know I love farro. So I'm going to be trying out a farro cinnamon apple bowl. That sounds good. It's warm. Hmm. Saturday, we're going to have a Mexican lentil stew. And Sunday, we're going to do curry beef bowls because we just cannot get enough curry into our lives lately. Yeah, we actually used up all the curry for this last recipe, so we'll it be... It was traumatic. Yeah, I'll we'll be hitting up the spice vendor again. Oh, well. Suckered <laughs> us in there. Well, thank you for sharing, Brooke. Those meals sound wonderful. Can't wait to... Share them with everybody on social media as well as with myself. I can't wait to eat them. Uh, We should be following our normal schedule after today. Again, I want to wish everybody a happy new year. Actually, the ball drops in about 45 45 minutes. minutes. So this is a good time for us to wrap things up. Again, we are on iTunes. If you search podcasts, you will find us beyond 24 days. We're on Google Play. If you search Beyond 24 Days, we will show up there. We're also on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. We're trying to cover all aspects of social media. One of the things that we hope to incorporate in the future, I'd mentioned earlier we'd played around with some videos and stuff like that. Hopefully we'll be able to get more into that and share with you some of our quick recipes, smoothies, and some of the breakfast items that we do. Anyway, all that and wonderful stuff coming up. I'm rambling now, so probably going to cut it off right here. But anyway, thanks for joining us, guys. Have a great, safe, and happy new year, and we'll see you in 2017. Happy new year, everybody. 
Bye. Bye. Bye.